What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Table for Two podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and I am so excited that you are joining me on the podcast today. And not only are you joining me back on the podcast today, but you are joining me for the very first episode of season three. You guys, I'm so pumped. And seriously, if only you knew, it's by the grace of God that we are here today, rocking with the podcast still at season three. And I'm going to get into all that and why I say that, especially if you're new around here. You're probably like, huh? Um, Or if you know anything about podcasting at all and how much time and work it takes, then you're like, (laughs) makes sense. But I am so excited that we are on the first episode of season three, y'all. I am. I think I'm almost more excited about this podcast now than I was when I started it, which like I didn't even think that was possible. But I'm so pumped to be back and to be, yeah, to be rolling and to see what God does through season three of the podcast. And so before we get into this episode today, before we get all deep into the heavy stuff, because y'all are getting deep, we're going there, we're getting real at this table, um, because that's what it's about, it's what it's for. Um, But before we get into all that, we are now in season three, and I've been talking about some changes and some new exciting things that will be happening on the podcast to get us started let's just share about where we're going what's happening when we're meeting at the table for the podcast because I know I've been throwing around switching up the schedule too oh y'all thank y'all for just being patient with me um but anyway so let's start with when are we gathering at the table because I know that's been a question so we are sticking to every Thursday at 6 30 p.m eastern time Um, And we'll be here every Thursday while seasons are happening. There are 10 episodes per season and one bonus episode where we just recap and celebrate um, what happened over the season and some of our favorite moments, which for season one, I loved having you guys a part of that. So I really want to do that again and do it in a similar way as we did for season one. We're also going to be doing a lot more engagement and fun stuff on social media which if you're not following us on social media what are you doing come on now we're waiting on you to come join us over there because we have a lot of fun there or actually let me take that back let's be honest I've been dropping the ball on that but we're gonna start having a lot of fun on there so make sure you're following us as far as where are we at on social media we now have a link tree so when you listen to this episode after you're done you can click the link tree And it'll take you to our Linktree page and you can click all the little buttons to make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Look at that, guys. We got on TikTok sometime last season. I don't remember when that was, but we're on TikTok now. Um, So you can make sure you are following us on all of those just by clicking the Linktree. That will be in the show notes. The link to that will be there. We'll make sure you have it so that you know. Um, And there will also be a link to listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and you can just click that and it'll take you right to those desired platforms. I've been working on plans for segments for quite a while like probably before I even started the podcast. I've been working on segments and I'm so pumped because I think this is gonna be fun and if you know anything about me I love to hype people up. Like, I really love to make sure other people know about other awesome things. Like, I don't I don't gatekeep, okay? I am not a gatekeeper. 
because I believe if I enjoy it, why would I not share it with someone else? So when it comes to segments, we're pretty much going to be rocking and rolling on social media, which what is up with me saying rocking and rolling? I don't know where that came from. I just started saying that like today. I don't know what that is. But anyway, we're going to be hanging out on social media a lot throughout the week because it's fun and I think we should. And so on Tuesdays, we're going to start with Tuesdays because that's the simplest. On Tuesdays, we're going to be having a five-minute little devotional time. Um, and it's going to be called uh, Five Minutes at the Table. And that'll be Tuesdays. Um, I'll be posting little devotionals over there to just encourage us as we keep going through our week. Um, Wednesday, we'll be announcing the podcast episode and what guest or what the topic is that I'm going to be talking about Um for that week is and then thursdays we'll just be sharing some fun content from the episode to make sure you don't miss it because there's gonna be no chance you're gonna miss that episode because we're gonna be posting about it and then friday will be bops and bevs which you're probably like what is that and don't worry i'm gonna explain it because for the first time ever we have our first bops and bevs segment so i'm so excited um, so yeah, that's what's going to be happening. And then we'll just be, you know, hanging out on the stories or chatting or something throughout the weekend. And it's going to be so fun. And then something else that we're going to be having that I'm so excited about. And I'm honestly kind of nervous to share about it because once I say it, it's happening. <laughs> well, actually, once I say it, it has to happen is what I mean. Um, but I think it's going to be great, and I'm so excited, and I already have some people that have agreed to be a part of this. And so, as you guys know, this is The Table for Two, and it's all about helping others find their seat at the table um, and learning how the things that we might think disqualify us are the very things God might want to use in our life to bring us closer to him and to help others find their seat. And that's what this podcast is about. And starting this season, I want to start something called IRL2, and that stands for In Real Life 2. And I want to utilize that to highlight people that are doing the work that we do on this podcast in real life, like in their everyday life, whether that's through being a host of a small group at their church or some project that they've launched, or maybe they are working in corporate America and they have this unique way that they share the gospel or maybe it's a soup kitchen that helps feed the homeless like it's not necessarily just people in the Christian space it's just amazing things that are happening that are what it means to love people and be the hands and feet of Jesus and each week we will be highlighting someone and it's gonna be like a little mini um like a little mini interview somewhere in the middle of the podcast it's like this is who they are. This is what they do. And they are the highlight. They are the IRL2 for the week. Um, and so, yeah, IRL2 segments um, will be featured where we highlight on Mondays someone that's doing it in real life, too. Not just on the podcast or not just on social media, but in real life, too, because that is where it also truly matters. Um, and so, yeah, first segment ever for season three, you guys, we are calling it bops and bevs and I'm excited because clearly I talk about bringing my coffee with me to the table all the time and unfortunately I drank all my coffee before I even started recording uh, <laughs> which if you know me that's not at all shocking but 
Bops and Bevs is a segment that we'll have during the podcast, and I'll be featuring a drink at the start of a podcast um, and a song that I'm loving. And on Fridays on our amazing social media platforms, I'll be sharing those, and there'll be cute little fun recipes and pictures and telling you how to order or make the beverage and what the song was of the week. So this week's Bop and Beverage, we're going to start out with the Bop of the Week, which if you know me at all, I literally eat, sleep, breathe music. So picking one song a week is just going to be such a challenge for me, but it's okay. I did it to myself. Um, but starting off for the very first Bops and Bevs, my Bop of the Week has been A New Thing by Madison Ryan. Seriously love her. I have been bopping to this entire album. She has an album called a new thing that just came out but I'm specifically talking about the song because I'm following my own rules and the song that I love is a new thing but definitely go check out the whole album because it's incredible so that is my bop of the week and my beverage of the week it has been full swing fall vibes pumpkin vibes drinks over here for me I started early because listen Duncan started early like they started before Starbucks this time and I love them for it so my beverage of the week that can be ordered at Dunkin' or Starbucks, uh, because I'm going to help us all out here, is the pumpkin cream cold brew. And it's that time. If y'all are one of those ones like, mm, I don't like pumpkin. I don't understand why people get pumpkin drinks. Then I feel sad for you because it's glorious. Okay. Um, so that is my bop and bev of the week. A new thing by Madison Ryan and pumpkin cream cold brew from Duncan or Starbucks. So that is a wrap on our first Bops and Bevs segment here on the table for two podcasts. I hope you love it. Um, I'm sure all my my coffee lovers will love it. But for my weirdos, I mean, my lovely friends that do not love coffee, really don't understand that. But for you guys, I'm not going to just leave y'all hanging. I'm going to be sharing beverages that have nothing to do with coffee as well, Um, like smoothies and other things which okay little question for my coffee my non-coffee drinkers what do y'all drink like what what do you treat yourself with what is your beverage like are you just like oh I want a nice cold bottle of water like what do you do if you don't like coffee like can someone please enlighten me and I get it some people are like oh we drink tea or whatever which is great okay like I'll consider you part of the club if you drink a daily tea or something but like for y'all that are like, mm, I don't drink coffee or tea or anything. What do you drink then? Like, what do you do when you need a little pep in your step? Or when you want to treat yourself after a trip to Target or legitimately adulting and having a long week of work? What do you do? What do you go get? Is it like lemonade or something? I don't know. Someone enlighten me. But anyway, that is not what we are talking about. I'm so sorry. Anyway, we are going to get to the real deep things. And I'm nervous. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe I'm secretly stalling, but we're going to stop stalling. If you were around for season two, then you know that there was a point in time where I was like, y'all, I almost quit this podcast. Like season three, we were not going to make it. We weren't even going to make it through season two. We barely made it, y'all. I'm serious. We barely made it. Some of that had to do with life, lifing. Uh, it was a really lifing. And I was in grad school and it was just a lot. Um, why I decided to launch a podcast while in school is beyond me. But it's okay. We did it. We're here. We're making it. But yeah, some of it had to do with school. Some of it had to do with personal life. And 
it was just a lot to keep up with. And then other things were like my spiritual life at the time. And so we're just going to dive into what happened in season two. It's really going to help bring clarity to the reason this episode is titled Returning to a Table for Two. It's all about how I had to get back to a table for two just between me and Jesus for a little while so that I could come back to the table for two, T-O-O. And so, yeah, let's just dive right in, y'all. So, first of all, let's talk about why I even started Table for Two. Um, I started this with the hopes that this would be a podcast for any and everybody, no matter where you fall in the spectrum with Jesus, whether you know where you're at with him, you know who he is, you know how you feel about him, you're in a relationship with him, it's solid, it's growing, any of that. Or if you're someone who's like, I don't really know that I believe in that Jesus, I don't know that I want to claim my seat at his table I don't know that I want to be used by him all the things whatever category you're in and whatever reason you're there I want this to be a table where we can come we can bring all those things that we're carrying and we can take our seat at the table and we can talk about it we can talk about real life we can talk about what it even means to sit at the table like am I welcomed here whether I know what I want or not and can we just talk about life, talk about real things, and maybe even grow and develop our idea about Jesus and who he is and come to desire to want relationship with him as we listen and as we talk about these things together. So that was my heart behind the podcast. And I think being a young person who had been in ministry, seen a lot, experienced a lot, um, having proximity to friends and people that speak very publicly about how they feel about Jesus, whichever end of the spectrum they're on. Um, And just like having my eyes opened to, unfortunately, sometimes how unwelcoming, divisive, and hurtful people within the church could be. At the end of the day, no matter what factors and things are going on with representation of Jesus, representation of Christians, all those external factors that can affect the way someone views Jesus, all those things considered, I knew that no matter what, at the end of the day, I believe Jesus is worth following. And I believe that he has called every single person and desires every single person to sit at his table, to commune with him, And to be in relationship with him and from the overflow of that relationship to be used by him, to glorify him with your life and to serve others through and from your love and your relationship with him. And no matter what happens in the church, like y'all, the church is messy. Christians, we all fail every day at showing Jesus rightly. But at the end of the day, no matter what, And that's not to excuse it, but at the end of the day, I believe Jesus himself alone is perfectly capable of representing himself, encountering his children and those that are his prodigals right now, um, meeting them where they're at, loving them. And at the end of the day, I believe he's worth following. 
And that's why I created that table, this table. I wanted people to have a place where they could come and maybe hear Jesus in a new light, whether it be through me or through a guest episode sharing about their experience. Um, I wanted it to be a place where people young and old and all ages in between could come and know that they're welcome. They could be real, real, and they can maybe encounter Jesus in a new light and be reminded that Jesus himself is enough, he's good, and desire that. So that's why I started this podcast. And, you know, we all have big dreams when we start things, and that's perfectly healthy, and that's great. And we also can be unrealistic or kind of start taking our eye off of what really matters when we are building something. And so I think for me along the way, I started it with the hope of it being that. And I was like, okay, God, like, this is what I want to do, like, this use this podcast for. This is what I want to do. I want it to glorify you, and I want it to be a safe space, um, which is always part of the heart and if you know that that was almost the name of the podcast um it just always makes me laugh but anyway um I wanted this to be a safe space for any and everyone to hear about Jesus and walk away maybe wanting more of him and so I knew that and going into it like I did not expect this podcast to like blow up overnight or anything at all and that's not even like I don't I don't really want it to, okay, I'm not going to say I don't want it to blow up because that sounds like I would be upset if that happened. Um, I would love for this podcast to grow, love for community to form around it. That's actually the dream. But I'm not over here like, God, I want a million downloads by next month. Like, that is not at all what I'm thinking. Like, to be quite real, when I went on my um, analytics the other day, because also, When I first started, I was not looking at analytics. I didn't want to know because I didn't want to make it about numbers. And one of my incredible leaders in my life, Aaron Barnett, shout out to him. He's been here on the podcast before. Um, Before I started the podcast, I met him for the first time at Passion. And he said to me, always do it for the one. And he said both the one being Jesus and if there's only one person that listens and is impacted by it, do it for the one. And I've always held on to that. Um, And so there was a time when I first started that I was not, I was intentionally trying to not look at numbers of how many have listened, downloaded, all those things. But (laughs) the app that I use, you can't help but look at it. Like the second you open the app, it shows numbers of how many have listened to your recent episodes, how many have listened overall. And y'all, when I went on the other day and I saw over 1K listens I was like what over 1,000 people have decided they want to listen to what we talk about here like that is amazing and it got me so excited and it really made me thankful and I think it could be easy to look at that and say only a thousand people I've been doing this for two seasons since 2022 or whatever and only 1,000 people have listened to this And I never want it to be that way. And it hasn't been that way. And I'm grateful for that. Um, And I, but I think along the way, I started putting expectations on myself that like, I really want this podcast to grow. I really want to see fruit. And like, I really want to make a difference with this podcast. And I want people to encounter Jesus. 
when they listen to it. Um, and like, you know, I'd love to hear stories of someone that's like, hey, I listened to this podcast, not a believer when I started listening, but in the end, like, I've changed my mind about Jesus. And that's what I want. And not for my glory at all, but for his. But I think along the way, as my relationships in my everyday life and where people were at that I knew in in real life, their faith was changing. I started putting pressure on myself that like, oh, I have this huge weight and like opportunity to show Jesus. And I feel like I'm not doing that. And what I was really saying is the podcast isn't growing. Like, why am I even, why even keep trying? Like, it's not working. I don't really see that it's growing. Like, people aren't really engaging that often or, like, seem to be that excited about it. Like, this is not going how I hoped, and maybe I should just not do it. And so that was part of it. Like, numbers did start becoming a thing, or, like, not even numbers, but just... I felt like people weren't really that excited about it. And not that I needed people to be excited about it, but it matters and because that helps bring growth. And so I think I was like, okay, here's the overall vision that I want in the future. And right now that does not look possible at all. So like maybe I should quit. But y'all, that's not how life works. If I want to grow, I got to do the work to grow. And I got to do the work to have an engaging podcast and to actually be consistent because I was not even being consistent, but yet wanting consistent engagement. How crazy is that? But that was one side of it. So like that's like logistics and anything that comes with trying to grow a community or grow social media, anything. But on a personal note, there were things in my personal life that was like really making it hard to podcast. So let's talk about where I was in my season of life last season. And so During season two, as I said, I was in grad school getting my master's in social work, and it was a two-semester program and a year-long internship. And so I knew, like, I knew it would be hard, and I knew that podcasting might end up on the back burner. And it did, (laughs) as we all saw. Um, But it wasn't even that, like, I just didn't have time while I was interning at a psychiatric setting, to be completely transparent, I was having a lot of anxiety and I was struggling with depression myself. And no one, unless you like lived with me and knew me very well, you probably would not have known like at all. Then on top of that, I went from struggling mentally to struggling (laughs) physically. It took me quite a while. Like, I think it took me another, I don't know, two months, again, to regulate physically. Like, for two months straight, I did not feel normal physically for about two months until my body finally regulated. And then I went off to camp, which was amazing and incredible, so fun. And then after a month of camp, I was traveling and I went to an amazing conference in Chicago. Shout out to my Gen D fam. I love y'all. Um, and then I started working, which has been lovely. I got my first social work job and I love it so much. But yeah, that was like all where I was and what was taking up my time. 
And that was like legitimate reasons that I was not able to take time to work on the podcast. But then there was also a spiritual element to it all, which was the hardest part. And this is like really why this table was created for what I was dealing with. And I think in season two, I talked about the fact that I realized that I made this table for everyone else but myself and how I gave a voice to all of my guests but didn't really treat myself or treat this podcast like I had much to say on my own without guests. Um, And I've been coming to the fact that I do and how I want to use this podcast to be real about what I'm dealing with too and not just be a host for it all but to join in the conversations be real about it and so now we're going to talk about why I was not wanting to do this podcast spiritually because the more and more I reflect on this season of life I realize that yes the physical things the schooling all of that was a factor but the biggest factor was about where I was spiritually um and so Let's see, where do I even start with that? All throughout high school, um, pretty much every day on my way to school, I would pray the same prayer. Um, I would say, Lord, like, give me eyes to see and ears to hear and help me to love people the way you love them and see them the way you see them. Um, And I would also, like, pray that I could be a light in my school and every area that I was in. Um, And my pump-up song would be... (laughs) Every morning, I would listen to a song by Social Club to get me hyped up to, like, treat school like it was my mission field. Every morning on the way to school, I would listen to Viva La Misfit by Social Club Misfits featuring, like, Chris Durso. And it's basically talking about how, like, we're called to be world changers. We're called to, you know, be a light to our family, our friends, all the things. And it would, like, get me pumped up every morning to go into my school and be a light. And another prayer I would pray is, like, break my heart for what breaks yours. And so I would pray that for, like, years. But I feel like it wasn't until one random Sunday in 2022 that the Lord decided to do that. I couldn't even tell you to this day what my pastor was preaching on that day. And I know it was good. I mean, it it was a good sermon. But I can't tell you what it was about. Because the whole time, the Lord was just, like, I don't know. It's like the Lord decided to just give me the grief of the Holy Spirit over those that I know who are far from God. But like this happened on a Sunday and I was just like, oh my gosh, Lord. Okay. Like I feel the weight of what you're showing me right now. Like there are so many people that are lost. There are so many people that are broken that need the hope of Jesus. And I have an opportunity to give it to them. And it was like, in that moment, I had decided, I was like, okay, God, like, I'm about to get serious about evangelizing and sharing the gospel and not just, like, passively, like, doing it in a way that's, like, easy. And I'm not saying that, like, sharing about Jesus on social media doesn't have risk, but it's a lot easier to make a post on social media about Jesus versus being in a coffee shop and sitting down with someone and telling them about Jesus face-to-face. But I was like, okay, God, I want to be more intentional, one, about using my social media to share about you um, and share about what it means to be a follower of you. But also I want to be more intentional in my real life. Like 
meet with people that I know from high school, reach out to people that you place on my heart to pray for, like actually be an evangelist in my real life, like not just use social media as an easy way to do that, but do it in real life. It was like, as soon as I made that commitment, so many people closest to me made a commitment to walk away from Jesus. And I was like, hold up now, Lord, hold on. Wait a minute. How are you going to give me the heart for people and like the heart for this brokenness? Have me weeping in church on a Sunday. And now the closest people to me are walking away. Like this is this was not the deal. Like this was supposed to be this wasn't supposed to be this painful. This wasn't supposed to be like, hey, yeah, I'm going to give you a heart. But let's start with the people closest to you. And not just, like, start with them as in love them, but, like, learn how to love them while they're walking away from me. Like, what? And so that started happening, and it, like, sent me into an emotional spiral. Like, I was really like, God, what is happening? Like, this, I'm going to end up following you alone. Like, literally, everyone, like, is everyone walking away from you? Like, what's going on? Like, I know I'm going to follow you no matter what. Like, I'm all in. But why is everyone else stepping out? Like, I do not understand what is going on. And like, why, like, why are you making me so aware of this? I was like low-key mad at God. Like, what went from me saying, all right, I'm about to go all in on sharing the gospel, ended up turning into like a whole moment of being numb and being mad at God without even realizing I was mad at him. And so I think the major reason I was struggling with this podcast is because I'm like, God, you put this on my heart to create a table for two. And this is all about community and coming alongside each other, doing the real stuff together. And my heart is for people to find their place at the table with Jesus. And I think what I was unintentionally doing was like, putting it on myself like god how am i supposed to be a good podcast host for helping people find jesus when my friends are running away from jesus like what am i doing wrong first of all maybe i'm not qualified to host this podcast when my very own friends and loved ones aren't believing jesus is good enough like maybe i'm not a good enough example if the closest people to me aren't able to see his goodness i was like angry at god and it took me months to realize it Like, you would have thought that when I was like, "Mm, maybe I'll go to church this Sunday. Maybe I won't. Or maybe I will actually pray about my friend who's walking away tonight. Like, seriously, pray about it. Or maybe I'll just, like, try to ignore it because it's a lot emotionally to talk about or to think about. Or you would have thought that when, like, I hadn't really opened my Bible outside of a Sunday morning at church for, like, a couple months that might have been an indicator that I was mad at God but you know I wouldn't think about that um because also I was trying to survive grad school so it was just a very layered situation and so it wasn't until like I said it and I was actually saying it that I realized that that's how I was feeling and I think I was like wrestling with the fact that like they could come back to Jesus or they could not and I think I was trying to put all of the responsibility on Jesus And it was making me angry. I'm like, God, you're all powerful. You're all knowing. Like, you literally could stop them from running away from you. Why aren't you doing it? And I think I was like having a little tantrum with the Lord because I was blaming him for 
people walking away from him. And once I realized it, I was like, oh. And so I think I was blaming God fully when some of it was just the free will that people have. It's not all on God. They have free will. They have a right to respond how they choose to, to God's goodness. And, you know, there is sympathy of like, maybe they just can't see it clearly or, you know, we have our own seasons, like with any relationship, it's up and down. But second of all, when others walk away, I can't let that weigh so heavily on my walk that I end up not walking with him intentionally every day because I'm so frazzled and worried about whether or not the people I love around me are going to keep walking with him. And then the Lord also revealed to me, like, how about instead of being mad at me for giving you my heart, like you've been praying about for years, how about you take that and you partner with me? He just reassured me so much, like, my sweet child, <laughs> like, think about it. If you love them and your heart is broken this much about them having a warped view of me, how much more do you think my heart is breaking and how much more I desire to see them right with me. Like I created them. They are mine. Like I created them with the desire to have a relationship with them and for them to love me and to know that I love them with everything in me. If you feel this pain because that's not where they are, think about how much more I feel. And like I do, I do desire to make all things right. I do desire to redeem their story. I desire to give them fresh revelation of me. But at the same time, it's on them on how they respond and whether or not they're open to seeing my heart. And so once the Lord revealed that to me, I was like, okay, God, I've been angry with you. I've been mad at you. I've been freaking out, stressed over the salvation of those around me that it's caused me to not be intentional about my walk with you. And that all led me to realizing that sometimes to have a healthy relationship with the communal table for two, T-O-O, that you got to get up and go back to just a table for two with you and Jesus. And that's what I did. I had to take some time to get back to just the single one-on-one -on -one date with me and Jesus where I was bringing those things to him. I was saying, hey, here's my fears. Here's my concerns. Here's why this is such a struggle for me. I had to start realizing the ways I was misinterpreting and misunderstanding the heart of God for myself. The, like the things I thought about God's heart that I never knew that were only being revealed by the way I was responding to others walking away and getting up from the table. And so it looked like a lot of me just spending time getting my heart back soft enough to where I felt like I could trust him with those prayers for my friends. And I felt like I could trust him with like being real and saying, my God, I wish this would be different right now. Like I wish you'd hurry up and <laughs> reveal yourself and help them see it. Like, I don't know, hit him over the head with it or something. I don't know. Do what you need to do. But it took me time to just have that one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus where I could re-solidify my trust in him and have a healthy balance of grieving where my loved ones are with him 
and caring about it, of course, and having a heart to see it different while still being able to have clarity and intentionality in my own relationship with Christ. And the more I did that, the more I was able to learn to just let God be God um, and not feel like I had to carry that weight or not wonder if today I could just say the right thing to that friend that'll just make it click again or if I could just pray harder in my prayer time or something I don't know like I was really making it on God what can I do to bring them back when it was never about what I could do in the first place and I wouldn't change it for the world like at first I was like God why did you do this to me as if he was torturing me and like God I was like no I'm not torturing you like I'm allowing you to have a heart that like when you think about the loss it's not just like some far off stranger that you don't know but like you have a deep love for me and like your prayers for the prodigals to come home is connected to real people like there's a real passion that comes from when something has happened to you right like when we think about people when things happen it's like you'll never think it happens to you but when you when it does like it changes the way you see it it changes your heart for it it changes your compassion for it and I think it allowed me to really have a healthy view of how important it is to love like Jesus to those around you how to navigate your own faith when the faith of those you love is very different than yours And how to stay intentional in your relationship when carrying the weight of people who are lost. What it means to be a friend to people who are struggling in their faith. And what it means to maybe be the person that God wants to use to make a difference or to not. Like maybe you're just meant to simply be a friend that loves Jesus in their life. Like maybe you're not the one that they're going to have the breakthrough with or Maybe things may never change, like, but learning how to trust God in that has been where I've been. And it took me taking my eyes off of trying to get others to the table and make sure I'm, I'm at the table. Like, make sure I am sitting with Jesus, sitting at his feet, so that I can know how to walk my own walk while healthily helping others find their place at the table. Because if I want to do this as my podcast, I have to know how to navigate that. And so, yeah, that's just an honest explanation of where I was. Like, I was really struggling. Me and the Lord were kind of boxing it out um, out here, having our own little tit for tat or something. Um, And he was so gracious, as he always is. Um, And, yeah, I appreciate the way it deepen my trust in the Lord and also like while I was at summer camp um at the end of the summer one thing that we did was um the camp directors asked us like what is something we learned or was reminded about while serving that summer and I remember I said I was reminded of this beauty and the simplicity of the gospel and like just the way being able to love on people with no strings attached, being able to just read the Bible to them and just tell them, like, hey, God loves you. Like, something that simple as spending time with them, getting to know them, and showing them the love 
of Jesus in the simple ways of taking care of them while they're staying with you for a week, uh, playing games with them, having fun with them, and like just teaching them what the Bible says and then leaving the rest up to God to like do the hard work. And so I say all that to say that like sometimes in order to lead people to Jesus, before we can do that well and before we can navigate everything else that comes with that, we have to sit with Jesus and be real, like just one-on-one with Jesus, focus on our one-on-one time with him so that we have a healthy view of his love and his heart so that when things don't look the way we thought it would or when people don't respond the way we hope, we have a healthy view and a healthy trust of God to handle it and not take it on for ourselves because that's not healthy and it's not at all the order. Like God never asked us to handle demonstrating his love and the result of demonstrating his love. And I'm just so grateful that God is a God who who can handle the results and who is wise and knows when and how to show up for people and that that's not something we have to figure out. We don't have to do the work of making sure the gospel works. Like Jesus did that all on his own. He's already handled that by dying on the cross. And there's so much freedom that comes with learning how to not make the results or the response of others determine whether or not what you did was effective um, and determine whether or not it mattered because you never know. Like you could be planting a seed or you could be pouring a little water on it. But like you may never know. But as long as you're obedient, you can let God handle the rest. And it could be now. It could be seven years from now. Who knows? But like if you take all of your emotions and desires into the right now moment after you evangelize to someone, you will literally probably lose your mind because you're going to feel like there was never fruit. Um, and I think that's what I started doing with the podcast. Like, God, I don't see people changing, having life change and coming to find Christ through this podcast right now after I just started. So, like, maybe it's not worth it. And so I think the Lord just being the amazing God that he is used all these things these last summer to make sure I really knew my why for this podcast. And not only that, but to make sure that me and Jesus were good and we are in a healthy spot to healthily help others find their place with Jesus. And so if you've listened to all this way to me talk about where I was at, thank you. Thank you for listening. My hope is that as you're, you've listened to this, if you resonate at all, like if it encouraged you, I hope that it did in some way. Um, and if it did, feel free to let me know. Or if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in this place right now. Like, what are your tips? Um, reach out. And if there's one thing that I would hope that anyone takes away from this, it's that God really does know what he's doing. He does. And he loves the people that you love far more than you could ever love them and just know that if you want someone to find Jesus Jesus himself wants (laughs) wants them to know him far more than you ever could imagine and never doubt that the Lord is doing his part never doubt that he is not doing any and everything he can to pursue those that he loves and if you're struggling with that 
Ask God how you can partner with him, how you can see his heart in a healthy way for those that he loves. And if you're struggling with the weight of having loved ones that don't understand the heart of Jesus or those that once proclaimed to follow Jesus and are now walking away, if that's where you are, like know that you're not alone and that's a hard place to be and you're not crazy for struggling with that. You're not crazy for feeling like you're grieving that because that's normal. It's real. Um, and I highly recommend Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry's podcast on this topic. I'll link it in the show notes somewhere or share it on the podcast. Take your focus off of the big picture and get back to you and Jesus. Like be real with him about what you're feeling. Be real with him about your fears. Be real with him about yeah, how it's affecting you, the fact that those around you that you love aren't walking with him. And ask him to give you clear perspective, like clear perspective on it. Ask him to show you how to trust him with their heart. Um, and yeah, ask him to just reveal how you can partner with him and be his hands and feet in their life. Also, there is a whole other layer to that that comes with when you're trying to navigate, like, am I really genuinely loving this person because I want to love them like Christ and not to win them back for Christ? Or am I driving, I don't know, an hour to bring them a meal while they're struggling with Jesus because I hope that this chicken casserole to their door an hour away because I think this one act of kindness is about to win their heart back for the Lord, then stay at home seriously stay at home because when you give them that casserole and they're not like oh my gosh Jesus loves me you're gonna be so disappointed and you're gonna drive that hour back home crying why because you made it about your effort when it's not about you and it's not about your good chicken casserole it's not like and and there's such a fine line between how providing needs can lead people to Jesus. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a firm believer in that. And that has a lot to do with my future hopes for this podcast. Like, I believe that people can encounter the love of Jesus through having their needs met. But at the same time, if you think you meeting their need is about to radically change them for Jesus, and you're making it about how well you can do that, and, like, if you make that the end result, I promise it's going to leave you empty it's going to make it far more painful and you're going to end up being mad at God for not producing fruit and results when you were making it about your effort. And a lot of things I was doing this last season, I was doing that. Like maybe if I hang out with people and I encourage them this way that maybe just maybe this will be the moment. And I didn't realize that like while my intentions might have been good, like while I was like, God, I really want to love them like you. I was trying to put my measure and ability to love as like the level to which they can encounter God's love. And my love is limited, which is why God's love is needed, not mine. I hope that made sense. And I just really felt like I needed to add that part um, because I want to help somebody find freedom and not lose their mind trying to help their loved, one find, loved ones find Jesus. Um, you're not that good. I promise. None of us are. Our love is not that strong. Don't think that your actions can save them because they can't. But you can love like Jesus and represent his heart through your actions. And that can bring fruit. And so, guys, that brings us to the end. And 
I want to thank you for joining me for the first episode of the podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to have a guest. And it's going to be such an exciting time because it's going to be the first guest of the season. And it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the season. I hope it encouraged you. And I can't wait to join you back at the table next Thursday at 630. See you next week. Bye.